Hey, welcome to Let's Stop There. We have one hour to read 2050 Psycho Island by Phil M. Williams. This book has it all, folks. Rising sea levels, societal strife, hardcore ultra-violence, and right-wing grievance. It's a lot like Florida 2022. What's the Hey, welcome to Let's Stop There. I'm Austin Hanna. Hi, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hi, I'm Shane Burklow. And this week we're reading a book called 2050 Psycho Island by Phil M. Williams. Philiams. How you doing, Ganesh? You sound, your voice is a little gravelly. What's going on over there? You're sounding sultry today. Something about the intro got me hot. Like in a good way? Yeah, you sound, uh, like, you sound like Bonnie Raitt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shane's right on the wow. money. You've got a, you've got like a gravelly Bonnie Raitt vibe today. When I was growing up, I always wanted to be an Indian Bonnie Raitt. Well, you've gone and done it. Those flowing red locks help too. You look great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Something about that voice. Something about that voice had me hooked. Well, okay. What's new? It's been a while. Everybody, uh, how long has it been since we recorded? It was before Shane went on vacation, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think um, we recorded like a day or two before we left. My God. Shane went on vacation. I was sick for three whole weeks. I was sick from the time we recorded the last episode until after Shane got back. But it wasn't COVID. I don't, I don't think it was. I'm going to be real. I didn't test myself because it didn't feel like COVID. But you also had just had it. I, yeah, I had it like two months ago. Sorry to just give out all your personal medical info no, right I up here it. at the top. Yeah, you're violating uh, HIPAA. Hippo. I've said it all. I've said it all on the show. I had COVID a couple months ago. It wasn't fun. Then it went away and I felt good and I was like home free. And then I got sick. again. I don't know what it was. I thought I had strep throat, but then the doctor was like, you don't have strep throat. And it made me feel stupid for even coming in. And then they did a little swab, but then I don't think they went deep enough. But then who am I to tell the doctor you didn't go deep enough? But then I just spent, I saw. <laughs> what did they swab? You know, you've had a strep throat test, right? They shove a freaking big ass q-tip down your throat or whatever but i don't think she went far enough but again i'm not the doctor so i can't be like stick that thing farther down they're like so i just went along with it they just kind of touched my tongue a little bit should have leaned into it and started gagging (laughs) (laughs) this is my thing i'm like when they stick that swab in i ram my head forward just for the thrill (laughs) of it yeah no so anyway they were like you don't have strep throat the tests are negative i was like yeah you're damn right the tests are negative you barely touched my tongue with it but I had no recourse. I couldn't do anything about it. So I just suffered and then it went away. So was your tongue better now blue? Did you have like, like a Slurpee? <laughs> yeah. I had a big icy before I went in. Uh, no, my tongue was normal colored pink. Well, you made a face. What's your tongue colored? Probably pink, black, like a giraffe, pink to orange. 
Orange. Oh, orange. You need to get, get that checked out, dude. They have tests for that. See if they'll shove a little swab down there. Oh my god, your tongue's coming out was so dainty. <laughs> I didn't want to like. That's not how. A, that's not how a, a man sticks his tongue out. All right, stick your tongue out at me. Hey, it's gonna waggle like Gene Simmons. It look like a rab, rabid dog. I don't know if Gene Simmons ever made that noise. You're sticking your tongue out like, like uh, what's your name? Prue from the baking show, and she gets a little sour note. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I don't show a whole tongue. You got to let that thing dangle. Yeah, you got to pay a little bit extra for that. Mm. Well, that was my mistake. I I exposed too much tongue to the doctor and she got frightened. <laughs> she She's like petting it like a whale, like free willy. It's <laughs> breached the surface. There it comes. Oh, a clean bill of health, huh? <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> yeah, they touched my tongue and were like, you're all good. Clean bill. Yeah. <laughs> You're as healthy as a horse. It's about time I get a, a a physical. I haven't had one of those in a minute. Well, what was this then? Just this was I'm sick. Just the tongue? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't ask for the full. You didn't ask for like the like the full service temperature. You know, they didn't even take my temperature. I don't what? know what was going on there. It was urgent went, care, oh, dude. You went to a doctor. A they put a Q-tip in your mouth and they didn't <laughs> take your temperature. They looked in there, shine a little light. The lady was uh-huh. like, so I will say she was. So the first person came in, the nurse, and she was kind of. Uh, what's the word? Br- is brusque? Is that a word? That's a word. That, that is a word. She was brusque. She came in and just kind of seemed like I don't know. She, I, she, I didn't impress her much. I'm sure they get a million guys coming in there. Are you thinking about uh, with sorcerers? No, that's delicious iced tea. Okay. Uh, Did you go to the bodega for this? Did I go to the bodega for this? Yeah. No, I went to the doctor. All right, yada 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 yada. This is Shane's over here waiting around to talk about his trip to I'm Europe. Not. I'm oh, sitting yeah, here, yeah. and I'm sitting here talking about how some lady scraped the back of my tongue with a popsicle stick. Maybe no mind. I'm in no rush. I'm paying you a hundred percent mind. How is your trip? What happened? You went to uh, France and Italia. Yeah. Wow, you were gone for what two weeks? Yeah, kind of. How well times time moves a little differently over there. What how was your trip? What you, how did you see the Eiffel Tower? Yes. Did you have a baguette? Yes. You have wine, vino? Oh, yes. You see any mimes? I didn't ask you that. No. Oh. Okay. I saw a guy dressed like King Tut. Uh well, naturally. But it's funny because What was he doing? He was hanging around the Colosseum, but it was funny on our way to the Colosseum, I saw him put his box down. And start dressing in his gear. And then by the time we were leaving, I saw him in his full gear. And I felt like the spell was ruined. Yeah, that's like when you're in Times Square and you see those guys putting on their like Super Mario outfits in the subway. It's like, oh, you're not really Super Mario. Well, it sounds like a good trip. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Back to me about my illness. No, I'm, so out of 10 stars, how many stars would you give France? Oh, 10. 10, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. And now you weren't just in Paris. You went to, I don't know much about the geography of France. You went to Versailles. Is that outside? It's like a suburbs. What is that? Yeah. It's Where like, is that? It's like a. Tell me in relation to New York City. Is Versailles like, it's like Long take, Island? Yeah. It's like taking the <laughs> okay. like Jersey Metro to like <laughs> Asbury Park or something. It's like. Wow. The Asbury Park of France. It's like That's 40, what they call it. 40 minutes by a really efficient train. Nice. Um. And that was cool. 10 out of 10 for France. Okay. Paris was great. You would like it. I think you would like it a lot. Do they have the restaurant Paris Baguette in Paris? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see that one. How about En Bon Pain? 
No. Okay. <laughs> Those are all my questions I had about France. Italy, 10 out of 10. Uh, well, in Paris, I saw Julie Delpy. Oh, right. Which, I, I told you guys this, that. And I and keep you were having like, to Google Julie Delpy. You don't even know who Hello. it is. Hello. Hello. No, I don't know. And you we keep see, telling me she's in the Before Sunset. I haven't yeah, seen that. Yeah. Ganesh and I, I see that. Ethan Hawke a lot at Nets games. So I've seen the full, right. full cast of the Before trilogy. Uh, wow. Across the world from each other. Pretty cool. You and Ethan Hawke are Nets season ticket holders. Rome was 10 out of 10. Rome was 10. Wow. Perfect 10s across the board. Okay. Different vibe though. Oh, big, big time different. Paris was like a city that people just like live in. Rome mm-hmm. felt like everyone's holiday. Like everyone was, it's like a party. I see. Did you feel like you blended in? I don't know. I was definitely in both places, like taller than most people. So he's got, he's a, he's got that Hoosier height. You can, you can spot that from a mile away. You got an Indiana boy coming this way. And I think, I, I think everyone also in Paris, like was like the coolest dressed person I've ever seen. So in that sense, I probably didn't fit in. You fit right in. No. Did you tone down the American? You didn't wear a baseball cap, did you? Nope. No cap. Very good. Got my curly, crazy hair out and about. Shorts? Do you do shorts? Only in Rome because nah. it was hot. That's a, that's a shorts town. That's a shorts town. Uh, no, Paris was pants. Everyone was super nice. There. Yeah? Yeah. Nobody gave you any no. guff for being American? No. Not one bit. At least not to our faces. <laughs> yeah, once he left. But no, it was yeah. cool. The, I really loved it. Food was great. Uh, trip to Rome was just a short flight. Rome was beautiful. The, like the sunlight looks different in these places. Under the Tuscan sun. Um, yeah, the sky just seemed more blue. It's pretty amazing. (laughs) Birds were chirping. You really did. Then you had to fly back to smog hell world. Yeah. Where we live. Cause it's not like as humid. I think that's probably it. There's not like a haze really. It's hazier here. Yeah, I could get, I could see that for sure. Well, that sounds like a good time. It was fun. Uh, Rome did the Sistine Chapel, did um, all the touristy stuff. Didn't really get a sense of like what the locals were up to just because it was so packed with tourists everywhere. Does the Sistine Chapel have a bathroom, public bathroom? No, Lord, no. Okay. Just, I don't know. I was just curious. You have to walk, so, okay. you have to walk through a huge museum to get to the Sistine Chapel. I see. And it's on my bucket list to take a dump in the Sistine Chapel, but I guess that's a... Uh, off well, limits. I mean, unless you do it on the floor. There's a shortcut. Sure, I felt I really commit to it. They have a what thing. What would they do to me? What would they do? Would that make international Jail. news, you think? Do you think that would make the news? American man drops uh, trow sure. and dumps in the middle yeah, of the Sistine Chapel. Daily Wire, dude. <laughs> no, they would love that. I was like, nominate this man for president. They scream at people pretty much the whole time you're in this, the <laughs> room. They're like, no pictures. And then they like, shush everyone. They're like, shh, shh. Did you, did you take a picture though? No, I was just looking. Naomi did. She snuck a pic. What are they going to do? You going to take my camera? This is the People's Chapel. Ganesh, what the hell have you been up to for three weeks? You had nothing going on. I was, I was at the low of the lows and Shane was at the high of the highs. What, about, what were you doing? Much like I am on this podcast was a neutral. I oh, had so very much the same regular time. He's our little very red good. riding hood. Enough. Yeah. Uh, well, why? Oh, you mean the three little bears lady? Yeah. You mean the Goldilocks. Goldilocks. And you mean you were mama bear. This is a really tenuous Wait, connection. What's... um. What's the difference here? I don't know. One of them saw wolf and one of them saw bears. What is Little Red Riding Hood's the big bad wolf? Yes. That's the, big, that's the Huff and the Goldilocks and the is the three bears. I bet. Yeah. 
Sorry. Okay. This lady goes around a bear house trying out all the furniture and being like, oh, this one's too soft. This one's too hard. Frankly, Goldilocks is a little entitled uh, B-I-T-C-H. So she got what she was coming to her. Sorry to say it. Sorry to deal a harsh truth. I'm not up on my grim, I guess. I need to. Uh, can we do that this episode? instead of hey that would be a fun one we should do those some like uh fairy tales yeah what's the one where the kids go into the woods and get eaten by that lady goldilocks no (laughs) all these stories end up with somebody getting eaten some weird shit going on in these 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 tales yeah tall tales people were hungry back then all right enough ganesh had nothing going on the last three weeks and that's how he likes it you want to read this book you want to tell us the synopsis of this book 2050 psycho island by uh what's his name let me see phil m williams phil williams who's this man who's this mystery man 2050 psycho island i think phil williams uh was host of the 11th hour on msnbc (laughs) (laughs) phil williams does sound like one of the 8 million msnbc hosts that just gets lost in the shuffle you recognize their face but you couldn't you couldn't pick him out of a lineup wow he's got a lot of dramatic well he's got a book called what happened at the lake color my color me intrigued my interest is piqued all right, read us the synopsis. I'm ready. I want to know more. This is just a nice transition between the year of nonfiction and the month of horror. Whoa. What's oh, that? Yeah, that's not a clunky transition at all. October. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's Halloween time almost. This episode's going to come out in September, though, probably, right? It is. That's, that's what I'm saying. This oh, is this like is that we're easing transition. into horror. Because, listen, all we've been doing the last like month and a half is self help. Yeah, so we're helped. We're just, good. We're all good. Yeah, we're good. We're all better. Yep, that we healed. Mentally. You know, I think I did have like a podcaster stank on me in Europe. I think people could sense it. This man's got Brooklyn podcast stench coming from a mile away. There was a low murmur everywhere he went. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, the city was a buzz when Shane oh, got into town. Oh, who's that mysterious man? Is that a podcaster? <laughs> I think I recognize him from 2017's Apple Top 100 podcast. I I was wearing my Podcasters Are People Too t shirt. (laughs) That's casual. Are you Shane Burklow from uh, the AV Club's 2018 podcast, Superlatives? No, it would they would recognize the Guardian. Uh, oh, that's right. That's that was our international our international audience. And there's a photo of me in that. I think I saw you in the Guardian. Isn't that funny that there was a photo of us in a print edition of the Guardian? Yeah, I'm in shorts. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, we look like goofballs. Shane or Ganesh is wearing a damn Simpsons T-shirt. Oh, <laughs> I really got caught off guard there. I'd never thought anyone, someone would come knocking asking for a photo. Yeah, I certainly didn't expect the photos of our actual human corporal bodies going to be in the international newspaper we should probably get some photos together huh that's a good photo i won't know we don't need to do that nobody it's the what the amount of time somebody's asked for our photo i can count on one big finger okay but now it. i'm realizing if someone important <laughs> asked for your photo you should probably have a photo ready no you're gonna have headshots no no I'm not photo shoot headshot, buddy photo shoot, photo shoot. Dude, i'll do a just photo met shoot. a nice dude in times square not but two weeks ago who would That's love true. I should, to take I should, our photos for money i should track him down and get him to do a photo shoot of us we could rent out like a big warehouse and get a big green screen get some props mm-hmm. in i think i told that story on a patreon episode right yeah you don't have to rehash it here but if you want to hear want, it if you want to hear the story about me being propositioned by a man in Times square at four in the morning for a photo shoot and me saying yes patreon.com slash don't stop there it's only five dollars you can cancel right after i'm done telling the story for all i care okay 
what about this book? Enough. Yeah. We're getting into this. We're self-indulgent. Getting into this 20 minute intro territory every week. Yeah. People don't okay care. The, it's okay on the Patreon. Just not don't okay care about here. us like this. All right. Well, here we go. <laughs> 2050 Psycho Island. Synopsis of this fiction book. Disagree with the government. Wait, wait, wait. This is fiction. Low social credit score. They might send you to Psycho Island. The American dream is a mirage. The gaps between the haves and the have-nots is wider than ever before. The haves live a life of opulence with robotic domestics and self-driving vehicles, while the have-nots struggle to survive their jobs long since replaced by automation with only universal basic income standing between them and starvation. Damn, that sounds better than what we got going on now. <laughs> yeah. Serious. I'll take it. In 2050, people struggle for their piece of the shrinking pie. Derek Reeves is one of those people, a small farmer, his business hanging by a thread. His wife, Rebecca, dreams of the finer things in life. Jacob Roth, CEO and member of the most powerful banking family in the world, sweeps Rebecca off her feet and gives her the lifestyle she craves. Mm. Yada, yada, yada. In 2050, <laughs> the seeds of discontent are growing. All right, It'll shit's bad. I get it. Not looking good in 2050. I can't believe it. Things to me seem like they're going great. <laughs> I think 2050, we're going to be knocking out of the park. It's going to be, we're going to be firing on all cylinders, humanity in the United States specifically. We're going to be in our 60s in 2050. Is that what? Oh, that's true. Uh, the math checks out. Man, retirement age, baby. Time to hit the beach. And the good news is the beach is coming to you. Ooh, Psycho Island. Psycho Island. Yeah, honestly, if I can kick back and have a Mai Tai, I'd chill, I'd chill on Psycho Island. I feel, feel like it's like a juggalo retreat. Psycho, Hell yeah. Psycho Vegas Island? for everybody at Psycho Island. In 2050, there's going to be a big wall right on Brooklyn, you know, just like Escape from New York. They're going to put up a big wall. Are you reading this or just saying it out of your <laughs> no, head? No, I'm just saying it. <laughs> okay. All right. That's it's a, gonna be a terrifying big wall around New York City. What is, uh, what, are to you, keep out the rising tides. Are you happy about this or sad? I can't tell by the sound tone of your voice whether or not you think this is good news. that there's gonna Sorry, be a, I got stuck in my reader voice. I'm terrified. Okay. Hey, if it stops the tides, cool with me. Man, imagine going to the beach and there's just a big ass wall out there. <laughs> Cool. Well, the beach is the wall. The wall's oh, the yeah. beach. And then your kid's going to be asking, Paul, what's behind the wall? I say Europe. Like, instead of life's a beach, they'll say life's a wall. Hey, I actually kind of like that. It has a ring to it. Okay. Shut up, everybody. It's time to read this book. We're jumping ahead. We're jumping in. We're jumping on the first page. 2050 Psycho Island. We'll see you there. Okay, what are you drinking there? Colorful can. Poppy. Poopy. Strawberry lemon. I'm drinking poopy. I'm drinking Probiotic poopy. soda. Ooh, yeah, poopy. Yeah, your gut doing good. That's for my gut. Can you dumps in all manner of garbage in there and then pours a little poppy on top and let's get to work? <laughs> <laughs> Break this you down, will you? All right. <laughs> you can't just pop 12 tums a day. I ate a whole chicken Turns out an entire sleeve of Oreos. Now Poppy's going to get in there and <laughs> get to cracking. No one told me that Tums destroys your gut biome. Is that right? Yeah. Are you off Tums? No. Oh, my God. So now you're, well, you're mixing you're mixing heaven and hell. Tums, Tums and Poppy. I'm just in trying one to gut, it out. In one gut. If I drink enough kombucha, I can outrun the Tums. Jesus Christ, man. Man's 
fucking burning the candle at both ends. Tums and kombucha with whatever God knows else in between. Good luck to your good luck to your body. Maybe they'll just install like a garbage disposal in there for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no wonder this man uses a bidet. It's a fucking disaster down there. Oh, I'm European, bitch. That's <laughs> Shane knows. I do. A European ass with an American's tummy. <laughs> oh, no. I had a I had a bidet um adventure. It was fun. Uh, oh. Well, you can't come just back stop and change, there. man. Yeah. How how was the adventure? It was great. Like used being to, like water country USA. You said a lot. Every day I was there. Um, Every toilet have a bidet there or what? Just the, the hotels. Just the hotel. Okay. I don't know. All right. Would you get one yourself now after you've been initiated into the bidet club? Yeah, maybe. It's great. You can come over and try mine out. Oh, oh that seems, that's, that's overly that open personal. invitation, huh? I would feel weird using another person's day what's well, not like it's a there's no contact you're, you're not sharing at the squirt i know there's no contact but it just still feels like a violation of your space oh man just don't make a mess to know that i've been in there hosing down call me hose daddy you know what i'm saying oh i'd rather use the bidet than use all my toilet paper now i'm gonna use all the toilet paper all right enough enough we're like a bad dog someone's gonna hit us in the head of the newspaper you can't stop you can't stop being bad all right let's read the book Psycho Island. That's why I miss recording in person so I can kick you under the table. Nah, we're never going to record in person. Uh, that would never <laughs> work because up. you guys sit next to each other. That's true. Yeah, remember? Remember the old seating arrangement? Yeah, you just, I had to just pinch his leg instead. Yeah, you little freak. Okay, <laughs> read us the book. 2050 Psycho Island. Phil M. Williams. Chapter one, page one. Derek and the family orchard. Here we go. Morning, mom. Derek kissed his mother on the cheek. Anna Reeves stood over the electric stovetop cooking scrambled eggs. Oh, futuristic. Wow. They got eggs in the future? Human eggs. A pitcher of fresh squeezed orange juice was on the counter. Good morning, honey, she replied, not looking at her son. Derek stared at his mother, squinting. She was a sturdy woman with thick gray hair. Chubby, but not fat. All right, dude. She looked a little bit thinner than usual today. It's your mom, bro. Like, chill. Chill on this description. And she had dark circles around her eyes. Mom's looking thick today, fellas. It's not saying she's thick. She's sturdy. He's saying thick with 400 Cs. You okay? You look a little tired. <laughs> Is that the mom's voice? <laughs> no, that's the son. That's the son? Oh, yeah. Jesus. That's Derek? Okay. All right. Hannah frowned at her son. Oh, thanks for noticing. Are you eating enough? <laughs> hey, that's my line. Oh, she I just went back to that, the eggs. That's Stuart Little's voice. Okay, it's all coming together. Put your toast on. You didn't answer my question. Oh, I'm fine. Derek raised his eyebrows. You need me to work the farmer's market this weekend? I said I'm fine. You've got enough to do. Make your toast. Your eggs are almost done. Derek eyed his mother one last time and grabbed <laughs> it down. Jesus. Freak. And then grabbed a loaf of bread from the counter. Hannah sat with her adult son as he ate his breakfast. <laughs> this book's putting out some energy, huh? It's a weird vibe. So yeah. The kitchen table was wooden, painted white, made by ooh, Derek's late father. Oh, a woodworker. Derek took a gulp of his OJ. You gonna have the George oranges ready for market? Hannah asked. Derek set his glass on the table to smile. So George is still a thing in 2050. That's not mm-hmm. a good sign. It's world building. Yeah. <laughs> George is not just a thing. It's even bigger than it was. Oh, God. 
Yeah, it's moved down to Florida. It's got oranges now. <laughs> yeah, that should have been picked and boxed with a day to spare. The People's Republic of Georgia. Hannah smiled back. Well, I remember when we had to hire 10 guys for the picking. Yeah, well, good thing we don't have to anymore. We can't afford it. And even if we could, I'm not sure we could find farm labor. Not with UBI. Oh, your dad always struggled to find help even before UBI. <laughs> this is like a right wing book. <laughs> oh, boy. Now that everybody's sucking off the government teat, nobody wants to come pick my oranges for pennies on the dollar. Oh, boy. I heard uh, loud Americans in Rome. Mm. These two couples were talking to each other. And I was like, please, God, do not talk to me. Mm. And they did. What were they saying? What were they talking about? Well, one of them was like the younger couple. Like they were basically saying that they like Trump. And then the one younger couple was like, whatever happened to capitalism? We live in a socialist country. And I was like, what the dude, fuck? you're in one right now, dude. You're vacationing in one. But anyway, like the young people, like our age, were saying how much they loved Ronald Reagan. And I was like, this is like sicko shit. That is. That's disturbing stuff. <laughs> Can you imagine being on a vacation just talking about Ronald right? Reagan? And Trump. They were like sucking Trump's dick. They're like real freaky ass people, man. They sure. called uh, the cops on them. Both from the same town in uh, Colorado. I overheard. We should have called the cops that these Americans are threatening to take a dump on the floor of the Sistine Chapel. American accents really stick out abroad, too. It's a very brash sounding thing. They stick out here, too. Good people. I love them. Glad to be one. (laughs) Proud to be an American. All right. So what's this guy? This this guy doesn't like UBI because nobody wants to come work on his farm. Is that right? Thanks for breakfast, mom. I should get moving. Outside, scattered clouds parted for the rising sun. Birds chirped. Dew covered every surface, but would quickly evaporate as the sun took center stage. From the porch of the old farmhouse, oh, this makes sense. Mm. Derek surveyed the orchard. 90 acres of premium farmland in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. Hey, our neighbors, our former neighbors. The orchard sat on a gently sloped south-facing hill. Every 20 feet or so, ditches had been dug along the contour lines. Berms formed downslope, and trees planted on the berms. Beautiful. What nice berms. I love a berm. What's a berm? Oh, you know, it's a hairstyle. Derek walked to the barn. A dilapidated relic of a time long gone. Two large machines were parked inside, the tractor and the picker. The picker was long and tall. Sorry to interrupt the picker, but we should all get perms for our photo shoot. Oh my God. Could you imagine? Yeah. That would honestly, I would be intrigued if they were like, here's a a podcast and there's three adult men with perms. No, not even, no mention of it. Just permed. Three permed out guys. I'll do it, but I gotta be wearing a tuxedo. That's too much. That's that's extra, as they say. You guys are both in tuxes, and I'll be in just underwear. <laughs> I'm in. The picker was long and tall and sat on four skinny knobby tires. On the right side of the machine, a hose end large enough to pass a grapefruit was connected to a track that extended 25 feet into the air. Derek climbed on the machine, sat in the captain's chair, and pressed the start button. I'm sorry, did it say a hose? Mm-hmm. A big hose? A big old hose? A hose big hole? hose. Suck a grapefruit down there, you know what I'm saying? Hey. 
Hey, it get, gets lonely out there on the 2050 family farm. Ain't nothing else to do out there. Now that everybody's got UBI, nobody wants to take me on a date. All right. I got to hang out with the picker. <laughs> put a whole butt cheek in. Uh, I put this thing to suck, but I don't put it where you think I do. It goes around the butt cheek. Sorry. I do apologize for all that. All that mess. The touchscreen appeared in front of him. Battery-powered engine silent. He used a joystick to drive the machine into the orchard. The picker was very slow. Even in transport mode, it inched forward at less than five miles an hour. He drove the picker to the first row of ripe oranges. Right side of the machine, facing the fruit, he tapped the screen, selecting the speed. Hose end came to life, moving up the track. Is the Shenandoah Valley a citrus kind of vibe? No. <laughs> I never yeah. that as an orange. In 2050. That's true. The climate's drastically changed. It's hot as hell there now. Yeah, right. It's basically living in Tampa, Florida. The hose end came to life, moving up the track, then pivoting forward on a joint into the tree canopy. The hose end suctioned oranges from branches. The machine inched forward as it picked a tree clean. Derek dismounted the picker and checked the box in the rear of the machine. Oh, checking out from behind, huh? While he waited, he used another suction hose. (laughs) As he vacuumed, he smelled the lemongrass and oregano and basil that grew underneath and confused would-be orange pests. Vacuuming was an art as much as it was a science. He had to be careful of his herbs and to avoid gleaning damaged fruit. He had to pick her down to a science. Why isn't this guy just like a normal person and growing big tracks of marijuana? Yeah, dude, it's 2050, baby. Everybody's token on that ganja. When Derek was born, the orchard was firmly rooted in a plant hardiness zone 7. In his early teens, the orchard was in zone 8. During this time, he had started experimenting with citrus, eventually breeding two orange varieties hardy enough for their mild Virginia winters. Eventually breeding half man, half picker. <laughs> Sorry, felt- <laughs> this is getting dry. I got it. <laughs> Something's got to... Yeah, can we, can we do like a yada, yada, yada? Yeah, can we do a yada, yada, yada till we get to something he's exciting? Re- he's really into oranges, all right? He grew yeah, these oranges. Too. He's really proud of them. Yeah, they taste good, sure. Oh, he's got a phone call. Uh, it's good. Oh. Who is it? Ring-a-ding-ding. Can we get a little phone sound effect? His phone chimed in his pocket. He grabbed his cell and swiped. Hey. Oh, hey, yourself. April replied. I'm sorry to bother you. I know you're busy. Well, I'm not that busy. The picker's doing all the work. I can do my job with one hand tied behind my back. Derek <laughs> continued to suck oranges as he spoke <laughs> with his girlfriend. Her name's April? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I won't be able to see you this weekend. Oh. I was looking forward to seeing you. Well, I know. Me too. I'm sorry. We're prepping for next week's trial. I'll be lucky to sleep, much less have the weekend off. Trial? Yeah, some legal quandaries. That's what I want. I want a courtroom scene. Let's stop wow. there. Let's stop there. Wow. Boring call. We know Derek has a big mom and a girlfriend. Uh-huh. He's got a sturdy, thick mom. He's got a girlfriend named April. He's experimenting with the picker. He's got, he's another, got, he's got another partner named he's Picker. He's got it down to a science. <laughs> he's got a big picker. He's got a whole mess of citrus out there in the Shenandoah Valley. And he's going to man the farmer's market this weekend. Those are the facts, and that's all we know. All right, so now we're going to jump ahead, and everything's going to be different. We're going to be lost. That's the, that's, the, that's the downside of this podcast. Maybe not. Maybe Derek will just be hanging up the call. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'll catch you later, April. <laughs> April. 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 Sorry, April. She's like, it's April. <laughs> all right, we'll jump ahead. We'll be right back with more 2050 Psycho Island. 
book one. I haven't even said that. It's book one in a series, of course. What? By Phil M. Williams. This is 2050 Psycho Island, and we're back with more book. Ganesh. Chapter 21. Derek burns the midnight oil. It's that same night. The road looked blurry. Derek drove his old box truck on I-66 West toward home. Route 66, baby. He opened his eyes wide and slapped his face. Man, that picker really sucked it out of him, huh? (laughs) Picker's got him all topsy-turvy. Derek grabbed his phone from the cup holder and tapped the April icon. Sorry, April. (laughs) April icon. Straight to voicemail. This is April. Leave a message. I'll call you back. After the tone, Derek said, hey. I don't even leave voicemails in the year 2022. This guy's leaving a voicemail in 2050. No way. Yeah, that's why he's got a one-way ticket to Psycho Island. (laughs) You fucking psycho, dude. You call me and leave a voicemail? Nah, you're not fit for human society after that. Hey, I was hoping to talk to you. I'm driving home from the farmer's market between Friday and today. I've sold out. I'm not even working tomorrow. I gave my table to the guy next to me. I can't believe I'm still standing after this week. I'm worn out. I hope you're not working too hard. Well, if you get this message, this is Derek. Call me back. I can use the company. (laughs) This is Derek at the end of the message. (laughs) After you put a phone call from your boyfriend, leaving a whole message at the end. This is Derek, by the way. Derek set his phone back into the cup holder. His eyelids drooped and shut. Then he opened them wide. He opened the window, letting the cool air blow into the cab. He turned up the radio, listening to upbeat music, singing along. He kept slapping his face. Man, this guy's nuts, dude. He's a freak, dude. Get him to Psycho Island. Somewhere along the line, he ran out of steam. His eyes drooped and shut. Oh. But he opened them again. A moment later, he... Sh- Fire explosion. He's... Yeah, is he gonna die? Gone off a cliff. A moment later, he shut his eyes for a few more seconds and opened them again. He did this over and over until he was gone. As he slept, he didn't notice as the truck slowed, his foot no longer pressing the gas. He didn't notice as he drifted off the highway into the grass median, separating west and eastbound traffic. Oh boy, he's crossing lanes, huh? He didn't notice as he drifted onto 66 East, traveling the wrong way. Oh boy, time to upgrade that truck with the automated driving app or whatever they got there in 2050. He awoke with a jolt when his box truck smashed head on into an autonomous BMW. Oh, Lord. The speed of the lighter weight BMW was offset by the girth and comparatively low speed of Derek's box truck, creating a head-to-head stalemate that totaled both vehicles. Even in 2050, the damn auto-driving shit can't tell when there's a box truck going the wrong way down the road. Don't trust it. The initial impact yanked Derek toward the windshield, his seatbelt the only reason he didn't fly through the glass. The wreckage blocked the left lane of eastbound traffic. The autonomous vehicles adjusted to this bottleneck instantly, sending signals throughout the network. Vehicles many miles away slowed and moved to the right lane in anticipation of the upcoming impediment. Even the AI's rubbernecking. <laughs> yeah. Everybody slow down. I want a good look at this. Derek groaned and tried to move, but his lower leg was pinned by twisted metal. He attempted to pull his leg from the wreckage, but the pain coming from his right ankle took his breath away. Autonomous vehicles zipped past without the urge to rubberneck. (laughs) Beep, beep. Oh, there you go. They ain't looking. He looked into the decimated BMW. He was relieved that it was apparently empty. What the hell is this car up to? (laughs) 
<laughs> Just zipping around seeing the sights. A dealer tag was in the front window, probably delivering itself, he thought. He checked the cup holder, but his phone wasn't there. He glanced around the cab, but didn't see it anywhere. Genie, he said, nothing in response. Uh, Genie? Still nothing. His rush of adrenaline was waning. The pain from his ankle was excruciating. The autonomous vehicles were his only hope. Most were programmed to instantly report accidents. Sounds All right. Sounds good. Well, where's the cops, huh? That's the end of that chapter. What? Well, keep going. I'm interested. Finally hit some juicy bi- uh, business here. Chapter 22, Jacob drunk on tiger bone wine. What? Um... All right. Tiger Bone Wine was 58% alcohol. What is this? We're just leaving, what's his name, in the middle of the street? Yeah, don't worry about him. All right, who's Jacob? A fact Jacob didn't know until it was too late. He stumbled into his house. Their robotic dog, Spike, stood in the dark foyer. They even got robotic doggies. I don't buy that. It's one of those little tiny ones that does flips. You think it's got some fur on it? That was always my problem with the robotic dogs, is they were... Uh, sleek and metal. No, it doesn't have fur. <laughs> yeah, you fucking weirdo, of course. It doesn't have fur. You Why think not? That makes synthetic fur. You think they're stapling on little rugs on the back of this thing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why not? It looks like silly. a shag carpet. At that point, just get a real dog. Or are dogs extinct in this world? What's going on? Why does? Why would you even ever consider a robotic dog? Is he one of those fucking Boston Dynamics robots fucking doing parkour all over this guy's house? Wouldn't that do- uh, that robot be so much more welcoming if it was just covered in shag carpet? <laughs> sure. Yeah. All right. Get to work on it. I want. Can you just patenting the first shag carpet covered robot? The iFuzz. <laughs> hey, I, honestly, I'm coming around on it. It sells itself. Got to vacuum that thing. And it comes with the hose. What the fuck are you talking about? Get off this topic. Yeah, let's. Can we do a LST right here? Let's stop there on Ganesha's nasty brain. <sighs> All too hot over there for you. Does your robot dog with fur have a the lipstick? Oh my god! You know what? Yeah. Let's stop there. <laughs> Wait, we're actually stopping in this scene. We're done reading that. There's no yada yada to be had. What are the tannins in the wine? Yeah. Do they say anything about the tannins? The notes? The small dog-like bottle is one foot tall and all, all fours. Finally, Ganesh got to the description of the robot dog and was like, I'm back in. It's got a shag carpet. <laughs> all right. What is it? Sorry. Say it again. I want to envision this dog correctly. The small dog-like bot was one foot tall when on all fours. Its long <laughs> neck added two more feet. Um, that's a long what? That's a long dog. So wait, it's one feet tall, one mm-hmm. foot tall, but it has a yeah. tall With giraffe's an, neck. An additional two foot neck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Nasty. And it was covered in shag carpet. No, no way. Get out of here. The robot's head watched Jacob like a snake coiled and ready to strike. As soon as its facial recognition software identified Jacob, it sat down, returning into energy conservation mode. Hmm. Jacob went to his home office. He placed his phone on the charger and his wallet and keys in his desk. Then he went to the kitchen and poured himself a glass of water. Jeeves stood in the corner, plugged into an outlet. My God, Jeeves. Ask Jeeves is back, baby. They got some (laughs) VC backing and they are back full swing by 2050. After hydrating, Jacob tiptoed up the curved staircase and into his master bedroom. He got a tiptoe. I don't want to wake up Jeeves or he'll chase me. You naughty boy. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Time for your tiger Uh-oh. wine. Jeeves has uh, activated spank mode. You better run quick. <laughs> Something wrong with us that all of our robots we envision are little nasty freaks, <laughs> sexual deviants. I get it. You want a robot to spank you, and I want one with a hose. I don't want I don't, it to spank I don't, me. 
I don't want to spank me. What I want to do is be chased by one and I'm full of terror because I think it's going to catch me and spank me. I'd program like a no means no. So I'll be like no spanks once it gets down yeah. to it. You have a safe word with Jeeves. Yeah. Duh. But you want you want the fear. Okay. What, why else have the robot? <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Sorry. I'll keep this to myself. Think about it privately. He opened one of the double doors and crept inside. Rebecca slept on her side of the canopy bed. Jacob crept past their bed and the sitting area to the ensuite bathroom. Ooh, ensuite. He thought he might vomit, but the feeling passed. He peed, brushed his teeth. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey. Is that how you really say that? All right. They're still doing that in 2050. Yeah. They don't have a special robot that sucks it right out of you. He brushed his teeth and tossed his clothes in the hamper. Wearing only his boxers, he padded back to the bedroom. He placed his glasses on the bedside table and climbed into bed. Shortly after he drifted off to sleep, he was wrenched from his slumber by a chiming Jeeves, cell he's phone. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Lifted out of my bed and scolded by Jeeves. You went to bed without eating your vegetables. Time for your spanking, sir. <laughs> Jacob turned toward the noise. Rebecca grabbed her phone from the bedside table. Hello? She whispered, raspy from her sleep. Yes, this is Rebecca. Oh, is he okay? Did he ask you to call me? Oh, I see. I'll be there as soon as I can. She held up and looked at Jacob. Well, Derek's in the hospital. Oh, boy. Well, it connects, Austin. I get it now. They know Derek. Oh, what happened? Oh, he was in a car accident. Well, why are they calling you? Well, I'm, s- <laughs> I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about Derek. I'm still his emergency contact. Well, what about his mom? You mean the mom who's battling cancer in the hospital as we speak? Oh, wow. She seemed just fine just mere seconds ago. Yeah, she was looking mighty fine not long ago. Who is this? Is this like his ex-girlfriend? Why is she- I'm trying to figure out the connection here. I the bet, guy seems the guy seems somewhat annoyed that she's being called about Derek's car accident. I bet she's the maintenance manager for his uh, pecker picker. <laughs> I go out there and I lube up his picker once a week. Oh, I forgot. Doesn't he have a girlfriend? Uh, yeah, I think so. But I'm not really sure what's going on between them. She's busy sucking oranges out of the trees. <laughs> Maybe they broke up. Well, you're not his wife anymore. Well, oh. yeah, I know that. All right, I got it. I got it. Well, why do you care about him so much? This guy's in the hospital, dickwad. <laughs> Just got in a car accident. Like, show some humanity. He's Lindsay's father. The biological father. Oh, you know what I meant. Hey, have you been drinking? You smell like booze. You smell like tiger's wine. Oh, yeah. I just went out with the guys. Well, a client offered me some tiger bone wine, and I had to say yes. I didn't realize it had a very high alcohol content. 53%. (laughs) (laughs) My word. A tiger's bone doesn't mess around. Yeah, because you know what kind of bone it is, hey? Hey Hey-oh. Hey. He writes himself. Exotic. Let's stop there. What? Well, I'm actually interested now. That first section was boring. Uh, but this next this section this got me hooked okay all right all right best book ever best book well that's <laughs> early but yeah, i'm on board <laughs> sure best book ever it's called just like putting out good vibes yeah honestly yeah you be the change you want to see in the world if you want this to be the best episode ever you make it that this is the best episode ever and the best book ever and i'm 100 on board with it i'm not really pulling my weight this episode i'm a little sleepy you're still jet lagged no i'm tired from hanging out with you bozos the other night all right, we did hang out the other night. We hang yeah, out. That we was fun. We drank. B- 
beers on a Monday. We had beers. I had a school night. I didn't even have beers. I had liquors, hard, mad hard liquors with my boys. Austin, too many calories in the beer, huh? Austin looked me in the eyes and said, can you order me a a whiskey and diet Coke? Are you okay to order that? (laughs) I didn't want you to be embarrassed. That's a valid question. Honestly, really respectful for you to ask that. And I was like, that's totally cool. Well, it's different when somebody's like, let me get you a drink. And you're like, yeah, I'll get a beer and you go get a round of beers. You don't usually have one person being like, can I have this special order? Also, I didn't want to embarrass you going up there. That's like your bar. That's one of your bars. I don't want you to show up at the bar ordering a whiskey and Diet Coke. Like, It's totally cool. Asshole. Well, that's why Shane uh, said, oh, it's for that guy right there. It's for that sad guy out there. It's, like, it's for that big wimp out there. <laughs> yeah, well, it was a good whiskey and Diet Coke. I had a couple of those. And then we had that tequila shot for the road. Ooh, that was something. That's a big Monday. I don't drink too often, but it was a good time. It was a good time. And you know what? The pizza soaked it all up. That's right. You guys didn't eat enough pizza. I had to bring a box home. I had it for dinner tonight. I had four slices of pizza. <laughs> I felt like yeah, I, thought I, thought I was to eating me. too much pizza. I thought I was being rude. Well, you were, but for other reasons. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. Yeah, I'm tired too. Let's just end this episode. <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're going to see it through, especially now that I'm all jazzed about uh, Derek's accident and Jacob's insecurities and Jeeves's naughty nighttime adventures. So who's going to Psycho Island? Probably Jacob. All of them. All of them. Put them all there. Fuck it. All right. You ready to jump ahead? All right. We'll be right back with more 2050 Psycho Island. All right. Let's do it. Hey. Uh, This is not the beginning of the show. We don't need to do hey. Yeah, you're right. It's more casual. Hello. Wait, no. I don't even need to say hello. Just no one needs to know that we took a 20 minute break. We're back just (laughs) a mere seconds after our last section. Ready for another go round at the. Oh, shit. I closed Amazon. 2050 Prison Island. 2050. Brian Williams. Psycho Island. Oh, Prison Island. Man, it really is. This information is like the second I stop looking at it, it is out of my head. Psych- Twenty fifty Psycho Island by Phil M. Williams. Book one. Williams. What's the M? Maestro. Mister. Mister. Maestro. Yeah, I don't know. I wish. If I don't think he's got a bio that provides the the middle initial. I have to do some digging on that. Is there a person named Mister Blister? It has to be. Search the records. I like. Search that. the archives. I like that a lot. I hope it's not gross if it is real. Williams lives in central Pennsylvania with his wife, Denise. When not writing, he can be found tending to their permaculture farm. Oh. Keep your eyes on the picker. All right. Can you... Let's do it. Derek ran on the sidewalk. Government-funded apartments to his left. Street to the right. Stuck in the middle (laughs) with you. Derek needs to tone it down on his abject hatred for the the government. (laughs) (laughs) It's <laughs> goddamn government housing. His t-shirt was soaked with sweat. His breath elevated. Temperature was in the triple digits, but he triple pushed. Triple digits? But he kept pushing. Two miles later, he reached a dilapidated playground. As usual, he was the only person at the park. As per usual, I'm the only guy at the dilapidated playground. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody comes here anymore. It's damn UBI. Here he did 300 sit-ups. <laughs> Whoa. 200 push-ups. Oh, wow. Pushing triple digis out in the hot sun, and he's just getting started. Oof. 100 pull-ups. I'm about to do oh. some burpees out here on the dilapidated playground. That was like my workout uh, routine in college. Oh, wow. I was doing um, 
300 sit-ups and push-ups and pull-ups a day. You were? Yeah. I don't think I've done 300 of them cumulative in my life. I would watch Avatar The Last Airbender and take little breaks and do... <laughs> fucking weirdo. And then... <laughs> and I would... Uh, I, I It was like college, like summer college. I didn't have a job and I was broke. So I would eat rice with marinara sauce on it. Damn, it's like fucking prison life. And then <laughs> I would... Psycho Islands. <laughs> Shane's eating gruel and doing fucking yard workouts. <laughs> and I would do... Make a I'd toilet wine. Buy a couple 40s and hang out with you guys at night. That sounds about right. That was the life. Hurricane. Salad days, baby. Rice and marinara days. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what's going on here? This guy's busting ass out on the playground. With no job, no money, and no family, he had started exercising to exhaustion, partly for something to do. No job, no money, no family. What about his big sturdy mom and his farmer's market? She's, he's, she that's passed. All, he's lost it all. She's dead in the farmer's market's dust in the wind. She okay. died and the picker sucked her up. Didn't, <laughs> didn't spit her out. <laughs> She's clogged up the picker. My mom was finally ripe, fell from the tree, and the picker dispatched her. He started exercising. Put her, her in the compost heap. Bye-bye, mama. He started exercising, partly to do something, partly to feel something, anything, even if it was physical pain. He arrived at his four-story apartment building. He bent over, hands on knees, dripping with sweat. He spit in the grass, saliva thick. Damn, this guy's repulsive. Once his breathing and heart rate regulated, he went to his apartment and showered. After showering and changing, he sat at the kitchen table, opened his old laptop, and read through MSNBC. <laughs> That's still kicking in. Still going? Rachel Maddow. <laughs> well, she's already, like, not on it, right? No, she's back. In 2050, she comes back. All right, this guy watches MSNBC. That's not what I was expecting his political bent to be. Headlines read, Black Monday 2051. What? Another scorching summer. Stocks limit down. It's 2051 Robot now? love and marriage. Europe burns in the heat. Ouch. S&P 500 down 10%. Is that good? A knock came at the door. He answered, a four-foot-tall aluminum FedEx robot held a 9 by 11 envelope. You son of a bitch stealing our jobs. He starts kicking the shit out of this little four-inch robot. Wait, they're four inches tall? <laughs> Wait, it's four foot, right? Oh. Four feet. Like, four inches. Like, Open the door. Who's there? Is that like little Marcel the Shell? Hello, down here. Four feet tall. That's cute, though. That is pretty cute. I pet it on the head. <laughs> they got shag carpet on these guys. <laughs> Ooh, nice carpeting. He's like, thank you. <laughs> Can I shampoo you? No. The headless bot <laughs> walked on two legs, vaguely resembling a human gait. I have a package for Derek Reeves. Just waltzing right in. You have a warrant, sir. <laughs> He's a stripper. <laughs> I have a singing telegram for you. Please scan your chip here. In place of a head, the bot had a flat cylinder on top. Ooh. The area flashed. Damn, looking good. Looking younger than my picker. Derek scanned his card at the robot stump. The bot handed envelope the envelope. I think that's to what Derek. you're supposed to do at the stump. The bot handed the envelope to Derek and said, Have a nice day. Sit on me. Inside, Derek sat back down at the kitchen table and opened the envelope, revealing a letter and a tiny flash drive. You're cordially invited to Psycho Island. <laughs> come one, come all. Derek. April Murphy is dead and has been for some time. What? What? We used her bones as gruel. 
What happened to April? I believe she was murdered by Bank of China CEO Zhang Wan. This goes all the way to the top. Tip top. He is known to abuse American girls. Good Lord. Often choking them in the act. Miss Murphy isn't his first victim. Unfortunately, like before, the police were barred from conducting a thorough investigation. According to multiple witness statements, Miss Murphy was taken against her will to his penthouse hotel room. Camera footage showed April entering the Regal Hotel on the night in question, but it did not show her leaving. It did show two of his security guards depositing a carpet-wrapped body into the black SUV. Now that's old hey, school. That's analogs. <laughs> yeah, right. That's uh, good old-fashioned. The little feet sticking out. Come on. <laughs> Dumped her in the lake. This seems like sensitive information is sent through FedEx. Yeah, sent through a little mosey robot who waltzes in and sings a little song and does a twirl. I have news for you. Your girlfriend's dead at the hands of the Chinese banker. All right, so what's the deal? Who sent this letter? Is it anonymous? During the investigation, this camera footage was suppressed and deleted, but I've enclosed a copy. I'm sorry for your loss. Sincerely, anonymous. It's always anonymous. They're still around? Yeah. It's that guy in the Guy Fox mask. P.S. When Zhang Jun is in D.C., he stays at the Regal Hotel, room 60. P.S. Please shampoo my robot. <laughs> He's walked a long way with this letter. Yeah. Do they drive cars or they just walk? Just walks on the sidewalk. A little jaunty pep in his step. The name Zhang Jun hit Derek like a freight train during the foreclosure process. Is it process. X? X-A-N-G? Is that how it's spelled? What do you say? Can you fucking short circuited? How do you spell the character's name that you keep reading? Zhang. I can't imagine it's pronounced. A N G. It's like Zhang. 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 What'd I say? Nah, it's fine. Who am I to correct you on pronunciation of Chinese names? I don't know the fuck I'm talking about. During the foreclosure process, many form letters he'd received from the Bank of China had the man's jagged signature. Granted, it was a copy. Intellectually, Derek understood that Zhang Jun had no idea who he was or that the Bank of China had foreclosed on his farm. Oh, the Bank of China foreclosed on his farm? What is this, like a right-wing nightmare, this whole fucking book? The funny <laughs> thing was that he had never borrowed from the Bank of China. He borrowed from the Bank of Virginia, but they'd been bought by the Bank of oh, China. And they sold it all to China. God, that's how it goes, doesn't it, this damn country? Derek <laughs> grabbed the flash drive with shaky hands and inserted it into the laptop. He watched April enter the hotel looking classy as hell in a calf-length tailored dress. That's a funny thing to think when you're about to watch the evidence of your murdered girlfriend. <laughs> she looks good in this one. The of her nearly took away his breath. Whoever edited the video zoomed in on her right hand, her ring facing outward as if she were single. The video cut to two large men in suits carrying a rolled up carpet from the rear hotel exit to a black SUV. Hey, why jump to conclusions? Maybe you just need to get a, when you try to transport a carpet late at night, it's like, what do you, your options are limited. Yeah, maybe someone made a mess on it. Mm hmm. Somebody dropped trow and let loose like I do at the Sistine Chapel. All right. That happened. As the man deposited the carpet into the SUV, SUV, her right hand was visible. Oh, no. Hanging out of the rug. After viewing the video several more times, Derek paused the video in April alive and well. He stared at her face. What was she thinking? It was just another job. She had no idea she wouldn't leave that hotel alive. He shut his laptop and sobbed at the kitchen table. Let's stop there. Wow. Sad scene. 
Sad scene. Somber. Somber moment on Let's Stop There. <laughs> well, I'm ready for Psycho Island. This dude's about to go straight psycho mode and get sent to Psycho Island after viewing this footage. How, how far into the book are we? I don't mean to ask for a percentage, but like, is this halfway through? Like, what's that? was roughly about halfway through. Whoa. All right. When does the island come into play? All right. I'm asking too many questions. Remember when you used to say the 33% mark? Wow. You've already, it was 25, 50, 75. Oh. How quickly we forget our roots. 25%. Yeah. Next. Okay. We're moving on to the 75% mark. We're about to jump ahead on the Amazon book club. We'll be right back with more 2050 Psycho Island. We'll, we'll see you around the bend. Fugitive known as Fat Leonard, apprehended in Venezuela. Is that from a book? That's <laughs> yeah, just news I read. Oh. <laughs> just the headline I saw. They got Fat Leonard, folks. We got him. Roll out the American flag. I'm going to go out in the street like when we got Osama Bin Laden. Okay. You ready? All right. We're back. And this is Psycho Island by Phil M. Williams. Philly Bill. That's what we call him. What's next? Chapter 77. <sighs> Derek and the Games. The locker room was full of men, some well, bragging and pumping themselves up. And Derek's into a feat of athletics here. Okay. Others quiet, fear in their eyes. Derek sat on the bench next to Jordan. Jordan glanced at Derek's knee and said, relax, don't waste your energy. Wow, it's America's pastime, outrunning Jeeves. <laughs> the spanker. Here he comes. There's a huge gun. Everybody runs, scatters. Derek stops fidgeting. He hadn't noticed his knee until Jordan pointed it out. It was Sunday, game day. They were waiting to be called into the stadium to fight to the death. Wow, I guess he's on Psycho Island now. Yeah, that, that sped up. What happened? He flew too close to the sun trying to investigate the Chinese bank CEO's murder of his girlfriend. Yeah, they, they put him on Psycho Island. Dumped him on Psycho Island where he has to fight to the death. All right. That's fair. They had no idea who would be their opponent, only that it would be a white man from another locker room. They had watched John Elway. They had watched <laughs> other men called, some of them grown men crying, begging to let him go. The ones who were inconsolable were sent to another room. Derek knew they wouldn't be spared. The Reaper had said that if they refused to fight, they'd be sacrificed at halftime. The, the Reaper. Reaper. Now that's the job to get. Yeah, how do I apply? <laughs> well, how could you be so relaxed? Do you have any reaping experience? Ten years experience required. Bachelor's degree in reaping. It's an internship, unpaid. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, it's an apprenticeship, all right? You work with the reaper. It's about networking. Building yeah, a network. All, it's all about who you know in the reaper game. I'm not, Jordan replied. I'm conserving my energy. If we're going to get out of here alive, I figure we have to win at least four fights. Maybe five or six, maybe more. Maybe 10, 20, 40, 50 fights. John Elway. Depending on how many guys refuse to fight, it'll be a war of attrition. I'm not wasting my energy now. It'll give me a small advantage over those other guys who are freaking out. The Aryans used the best fighters for single combat. It was a oh. fight to the death. The winner advancing to the next round. Only one winner would survive the day, the prize being induction into the Aryan nation. 
Ah, well, what a reward. <clears throat> What's going on at Sacto Island? I didn't know there's a racial bent to it. Or the tribe of their choice, if the winner happened to be non-white. Oh, cool. That sounds fun. Derek was happy that the Aryan said... <laughs> you either get to be in the Aryan Nation or you know, Computer Club, whatever else they got going on over there. Derek was happy that the Aryans <laughs> had classified him as non-white. The Aryans pitted whites against non-whites in these bouts. The last person he wanted to face was Jordan. Derek wondered what would happen if the winners of each round were predominantly from one race or another. Derek held his breath as an Aryan trainer approached him. That's some fucked up shit. What's going on here? Who runs this joint? A bunch of psychos, man. I guess it's in the name. I can't really be too surprised. Walking past Derek and Jordan, pointing at a group of about 10 men. All right, let's go. Y'all are on deck. The men left, some with puffed up chests, others with bulging eyes and shaky knees. That's my strategy. I go with the bulge eyes, shake knees strategy. This is wild. I was just in the Coliseum. Mm. (laughs) Did they make you do this? No. But imagine at one point they might have. It was hot. I heard tour guides talking. They're like, imagine you come out this door and there's 80,000 people screaming. It's like, yeah, but you're like going to die. Like, (laughs) That's a cool way to go. Yeah. Like a lion eating you. Mm hmm. Yeah, honestly. In front of everybody? How embarrassing. <laughs> I know, right? One thing to get eaten by a lion, but with everybody watching. Everyone watching like a lion eating your butt. Like I'd be, butt. <laughs> I'd be self-conscious. Do I look do I look bad right now? <laughs> Lions eating my leg. Derek exhaled and said, Oh, I don't know if I can do this. When I was a kid, I played varsity football as a freshman. My first game, I was scared shitless. Back then I was only a buck forty. But after the first hit, I was fine. Some guys have that aggression. Once they're in a fight, they let go of the fear. I bulked up on my buck 50 now. Well, others, (laughs) they just lay down and die. You'll fight when the time comes. You never told me why you're here. Well, neither did you. Well. Why are any of us here? Yeah, can you tell us? I'd love a little backstory. I killed the man who raped and murdered my girlfriend. He killed the... Banker, the CEO of the Chinese National Bank, who's foreclosing on his family farm and killed his girlfriend. <laughs> Honestly, pretty badass. So, what is this his punishment? So, I thought the banker had somehow snarled him and got him, but is this like a legal punishment? The the court of law has sent him to Psycho Island to fight in some sort of race war. I'm confused about how this shit works in 2051. Maybe it's robots, huh? Maybe. Hey, I'm glad he got his revenge. That's pretty cool. Jordan said to Derek. His face stone cold. Well, pretend that piece of shit is every man you fight here today. They didn't say anything for a few minutes, Derek processing the advice. Then Jordan said, Well, I was with an army special forces unit. We trained the Venezuelan rebels, supplied them with dirty bombs they used in Caracas. Then, with the country in shambles, U.S. companies came in and bought the place for pennies on the Fed coin, and we secured another 40 years of oil. I was part of that. I was a product of the system. American patriotism. You proud of that, Jordan? Or? Yeah, it's pretty much bad. Just, it's just a fact, all right? That shit was shoved down my throat since birth. But after Venezuela, 
A crack opened up in me and I was never the same. I couldn't unsee the shit I saw. As much as I tried, I couldn't erase the truth. I went AWOL. I got involved in an anti-government group called 1776. I started posting videos <laughs> online anonymously. <laughs> I stormed the Capitol on January 6th. <laughs> I lived off the grid for 10 years. I was careful, but facial recognition caught my face and they brought me in for going AWOL. That's what I get for going to a Harris Teeter. <laughs> <laughs> But they had free cookies. They caught me, damn it. I was off the grid for 10 years until those cookies went on sale. All right, so it sounds like Jordan is some sort of anti-government nutcase. But like for good reason, I guess. I mean, I don't know. It sounds like he's anti-military. Anti-imperialism, but also hype. He's also really into 1776. If you say the word 1776, you got something's wrong, dude. Nothing's good coming out of that. Um. All right. Well, what next? Well, they were led out to the dugout. The roar of the crowd rose and the fell. Dugout. What is this? In a fucking baseball action stadium? on the field. A battle royale was in progress. I think a battle royale would be too hard to be a spectator of. It would be like, I don't know what's going on until there's like maybe four guys left. And then you're like, all right, now I can follow the action. Battle royale is where this world's going, though. Get all these kids hopped up on Fortnite. Next thing you know, shit's going to be real. Well, every game now is battle royale. I know. Whatever happened to a classic shooter? Bodies lay motionless and bloody. Men swung machetes and swords wildly. Derek winced as a man was stabbed through the stomach, the blade exiting through his back. <laughs> his attacker yanked the sword, but it was stuck. Another man approached from behind and plunged a knife into the, into the attacker's neck. Bunch of guys with a train of dudes stabbing each other. Swords and machetes leaned against the dugout wall like baseball bats. Knives were displayed on a bench. Weapons were rusted, but the edges were fresh and sharp. If I was a cool guy, I'd be out there yelling, batter up. Taking big swings. You'd take a blunt. You'd have a bat. Uh, Yeah, fuck it. Honestly, a bat would be better than a knife. I agree. A knife would get stuck in somebody. Yeah, a bat, clean glance right off the head. Nothing getting jammed in there. I want a long pole. That seems unwieldy, yeah. dude. I don't know. I think yeah. you talk. You've been talking about that <laughs> for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you start swinging that thing around the circle. You don't stop. Ganesh coming out there screaming with a long pole. He's fucking taking down in like two seconds flat. Well, he gave it a try with the long pole. Well, he'll respawn and try something else. That's, yeah. Change your loadout. <laughs> you got to unlock the long, thick pole. Short pole. <laughs> Going pole, folks. One of them pointed his machete at Jordan and said, Oh, you're next. Pick a weapon. Jordan looked at the knives, so, mm, feeling the weight in his gun. palm. <laughs> I'll take the bazooka. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my God. We shouldn't have put the bazooka in here. Finally, setting on two fixed blade knives. One six inches long. Yeah, you, know, you can go out there two knives. Long. I didn't know that was an option. He's like juggling them. What if he's good at throwing? Oh my knives? God. Throwing knives are cool. Yeah. All right. What does he do? Does Jordan live or die? I got to hear this. Jordan sat on the bench unresponsive. Derek knew Jordan planned to use a knife if given the chance, even though they had practiced for wooden swords for days. And yesterday they even used steel swords. Well, the steel swords were heavy and cumbersome. Most of the men were out of shape and huffing and puffing, swinging the swords after a short what time. What do you need a katana? Oh, yeah. Light. The crowd roared. Derek looked from Jordan to the field. The fans stood and cheered. Eighteen bodies lay motionless in the dirt. If the Reaper was a man of his word, 
the winner or winners of the battle royale would be given to the gang of their choice. Hey, the Reaper is nothing if not trustworthy. What about a scythe? Scythe would be cool. It's kind of like a long stick. I don't really know how that works, though. It feels like you gotta like... Yeah. You only go one direction with it. Yeah. Not, not so good. It's good if you're trying to take down wheat, but men, unwieldy men with a long pole, I don't know. While men remove the dead bodies from the field... Oh, three skinny women pranced to the middle wearing nothing but boots holding pom-poms. Whoa. They performed a weird dance that was part striptease, part cheerleader routine. Singing, the crowd cheered. Let's give them something to talk about. <laughs> That's the halftime show. It's time, one of the guards said to Jordan. Jordan stood, knives in hand. He stepped from the dugout, and a man introduced him to the crowd as the executioner what he's got a nickname that's pretty good that's pretty cool what would your nicknames be my nickname cotton candy cotton candy mine would be short round Ooh, mine'd be the handful oh here we got a handful <laughs> coming from be, i would be i would be the the rascal what happens i gotta tell me more about jordan he's out there with the knives what's going on the crowd went dead silent <gasps> jordan stood in front of his opponent relaxed holding knives in each hand <laughs> The man howled and ran at Jordan. Oh, oh he's the puppy. His sword raised. <laughs> the executioner versus the golden retriever. Oh. <laughs> Jordan was light on his feet, sidestepping him. The man was swiping at air. Laughter came from the crowd. The man howled again. Oh. And took another run and swipe. But Jordan moved out of the way. The man's chest was heaving as he sucked air into his lungs. Damn, Jordan making him look foolish. The man caught his breath, heavy sword at his side. Jordan took a few steps back as if lining himself up with the man. He's going to throw this knife, dude. He's going to throw this knife. He wound up and threw one of his knives like a fastball. Like a fucking fastball. High cheese, baby. Chin music. The blade rotating, sticking deep into the man's chest. The man dropped his sword, falling to his knees. Jordan walked up to him with purpose and cut his throat from ear to ear. That's the executioner, baby. Done. The man slumped to the ground. Jordan removed the blade from the man's chest, blood pouring from the wound, the crowd cheering. Are you not entertained? Damn, hold his head up. Hold his head up and kiss it on the lips. (laughs) Starts like talking like a puppet with his neck Hey, what's up? Starts howling. I fought the executioner and all I got was my head cut off. Let's stop there, but I do have to tell (laughs) you what what Derek's nickname is. Why are we stopping here? Nickname and weapon. I don't care. This episode could be five hours for all I care. Fine. Fuck it. Let's go. We'll keep going. The guards surrounded Jordan and escorted him back to the dugout. For a moment, Derek had forgotten his place. He was reminded when the guard said, choose your weapon. Oh, boy. What's Derek's weapon going to be? A box truck. Derek grabbed the lightest sword he could find and a knife. Okay. Copycat. Just as many things as you can fit in your hands. Is that the rules? <laughs> yeah. I'm the copycat. A guard stood on top of the dugout and introduced Derek as the Taliban King. Whoa. That doesn't necessarily roll off the tongue, but I appreciate it. The Taliban King. That's still like a reference in 2050. Yeah, dude. The Taliban's still rocking and rolling in 2050. Man. Makes you think, huh? I mean, fuck it. The Taliban outlasted the United States military for the last <laughs> 20 years. They can, they can 
keep chugging until 2050. Derek was escorted to the middle of the stadium. His opponent was already there holding a large sword with two hands. Uh Uh-uh. Big boy. He walks over and cuts Derek's head clean off. (laughs) The end. (laughs) Derek recognized him. He was the one who'd been chained to Sumner. He was the one who had harassed her and had threatened Derek. He had told Sumner his name. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Summer, not Sumner. He told Summer his name. Just the way more common word. And Derek overheard. Aaron. Oh, Aaron. Double A Aaron? Yeah. Lame. He smirked at Derek. Hey, I remember you, punk ass motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, Aaron talking shit with his big sword. Derek narrowed his eyes, sizing up his opponent. Derek was 5'10", about 165. Your average man. Tiny, tiny man. Oh, sorry. Wow. (laughs) Mr. Big Shot, Mr. The tallest man in Europe over here. Aaron was about the same, maybe an inch taller and a little thinner. He had a weak chin. Yeah, aim for the chin. Aaron approached cautiously, sword held out in front. Derek tossed his knife to the side, deciding on the sword as his weapon of choice. Can't put that in your boot or like your butt crack. The the, the unsaid thing is, is they're all buck naked. (laughs) There's been no discussion about their outfits. That's what you said when I sent some pictures from the Louvre to the boys chat. You were like, you don't want to die with your wiener out. That's true. You don't. That's nothing worse than that. Dying with your dangling out. Shameful. That's what they'd have me do getting eaten by that lion in the Coliseum with my dick hanging out and look like a fucking <laughs> fool, dude. <laughs> Looking like an idiot. Going out like that? No way. <laughs> Sorry. Just my only nightmare. Aaron took a swing, but Derek stepped out of range. Derek played defense. Aaron was the aggressor, swinging wildly. Derek avoided and blocked his chops and swings. Derek waited until Aaron was tired, until his shoulders slumped. Fighting with a huge, heavy sword is a bad idea. Yeah, it's going to wear you out. Mm -hmm. This time, when Aaron swung wildly and missed, Derek knew he'd be too slow to recover from the miss, leaving his midsection open to attack. At this point, after Aaron swung and missed for the third time in a row, Derek countered by plunging a sword into the man's stomach. Ouch! Derek moved aside quickly to avoid a counterattack, leaving his sword in the man's midsection. See, that's the problem with the sword. It get, our blades get stuck in there. Yeah. Baseball bat, just cream that guy in the head. Aaron dropped his heavy sword, his eyes <laughs> wide with shock. His hands touching the hilt of Derek's sword. Aaron dropped to his knees, hunched over. The crowd roared. Who's talking shit now, Aaron? Huh? Aaron, get a sight of D's. <laughs> Damn. Guards surrounded Derek. Hanging nuts on him <laughs> after a sword to the stomach. All right, let's stop there. Wow. That was a really great. I don't know. I really enjoyed that. We never <laughs> get like big action scenes. So that yeah, thanks for good. extending that. Also, us. I don't want to jinx it, but so far every new scene has explained the stuff that happened in between the last scene. Because <laughs> like it's been a pretty ideal uh amount of information we've received here i got a pretty good idea of what's happened in this book um okay great that was fun exciting stuff how many more are we doing is there one more section last page last page one last page any guesses derek's gonna become king of psycho island i assume that derek's gonna survive this book i know for a fact that there's more books in the psycho island series actually you know that's not correct this is the 2050 series psycho island is the first book Maybe Derek gets off the island. Maybe Derek kills the Reaper. I don't know. I think Derek v. Reaper is what we're going to get. But if we're going to the last page, we're, I mean, another problem with our podcast. We're going to be past the resolution. It's just going to be wrapping shit up. We'll see what happens. All right. Last page coming up. Psycho Island. 
Let's hit it. All right, last page of 2050, Psycho Island. Footsteps padded from the jungle onto the sand. Kind of bullshit, by the way, because frankly, he doesn't make it to Psycho Island until 2051. So who knows what was going on in 2050, Psycho Island? Sorry, go on. Summer looked up. A dozen men surrounded her wearing rags, carrying machetes. Oh, man, I'm still on Psycho Island. Summer thought she must have made a mistake with the compass, that she might have navigated a big circle somehow. She stood. It's an island, Summer. You can't. You got to hit the water before you get off the island. She stood holding her hands up and surrender. The men eyed the threadbare T-shirt that stuck to her chest. They pointed and cackled, speaking French. Oh, the worst. That's what they all did to Shane when he got off the plane. No. (laughs) We. They cheered. Yes. Podcaster, podcaster. Right this way, sir. She looked left and right, looking for a place to run, but she'd already been flanked. Derek better zoom in here and save the damn day a gunshot made the men and summer flinch the men scattered turning back into the jungle a desert eagle leaving summer by herself for an instant summer thought she'd been saved men in fatigues approached rifles drawn speaking spanish wow oh it's pretty cosmopolitan (laughs) a lot of culture on this island she was surrounded once again but the men lowered their rifles. Where am I? Summer asked. Man stepped forward, rifle pointing down. He was tall and muscular with a bushy blonde beard. It's me. Oh, the U.S. Virgin Islands. I'm Rob. What's your name? Sumner. I mean, Summer. (laughs) Sumner. Oh, are you hurt, Sumner? I think I'm okay. Rob unscrewed the cap on his canteen, extending it to Summer. Would you like some water? Ah, yes, thank you. (laughs) Where did you come from? Where did you go? Summer glanced back at the sea and then said, Psycho Island. (laughs) What? That's not on my map. The end. What what happened to Derek? (laughs) Okay. Damn, did he die out there? Well, according to the synopsis of book two, Derek Reeves is still stranded on Psycho Island, oh my the most God. dangerous place on Earth. I'm guessing he got Sumner off the island, put her on a little raft and sent her on her way. All right. Well, that was, right. that was a pretty good book, honestly. We might have to revisit the series. Yeah, I'd come back to Psycho Island 2 or whatever. The next book is called 2050 Exodus. Ooh. <laughs> Frankly, like. not a, as good a name as Psycho Island, but I'm I'm hooked. I'm hooked. Minus, you know, I'm just not going to pay attention to the political implications of whatever this <laughs> this book or what this guy thinks. But action wise, good stuff. A lot of swords plunging into stomachs. Yeah, sword and sandals, uh, a la Gladiator. Yeah, classic. We got oh, it's like a good mix of everything. You got a gladiator fight, but then we also have a futuristic uh, automatic car crash. Yeah, you got some like demolition man type stuff. In we it. got the like uh, business drama, the CEO being a murderer. It's good stuff. Jordan, piece of work. I want to know more about him. All in all, I'm satisfied. Good book. Good job, Ganesh. You picked a good book today. Yeah, you did. You raised my heart rate a little bit. Yeah, got me. Oh. Got me sweating. Got me sweating like a man sprinting from Jeeves. Like a stuck pig. Okay. That's uh, our cue to end the episode. Yeah. Good job. Welcome back, Shane. Welcome back to America. Yeah. It's all right. This is what you got to look forward to. <laughs> More of this. Okay. 
that's it and that's all folks that's let's stop there for this week thanks to chris Linguist for our artwork thanks to morris reese for our music thanks to you for listening you can find us at let's stop hit us up on social media request books insult us whatever you want to do i don't care we'll probably reply rate and review please go out there and rate this episode five stars if you please five out of five five out of five a plus 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 would buy again a great seller a plus 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 tell your friends tell your family tell your mom and dad tell your son uh, and daughter tell oh. your aunts and your uncles okay uh your doggy no your robot doggy after you're done shampooing that shag you just plug the earphones in and let them let them listen give us a phone call 567-309-0357 leave us a voicemail play it on the show dude we got a voicemail backlog that we constantly forget about what's play one right here play one right here don't they require a response all right we'll come back we'll do we'll 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 catch up on voicemails next time patreon.com slash let's stop there five dollars a month you get extra episodes uh you get to hear the story about me getting my photo taken in times square sold a portrait of myself for forty dollars that's it i think i covered everything right that's the end let's stop there okay thank you bye If you're ever up in this state and you see a mailman laughing hysterically, it's probably because Shane said something ridiculously funny or often did, or you know what? Maybe it was Ganesh. Who knows? Greater things have happened. So anyway, two things I wanted to say. I love the fat vampire series, and as it turns out, they are making Fat Vampire into a sci-fi show starring Jacob Batalon, I think is how you pronounce it. He was the Spider-Man, uh, Peter Parker's best friend in the newest trilogy, that's Tom Holland's best buddy. And uh, also I wanted to say, because Ganesh, my heart goes out to you, I know you have your, you know, in the past with the, with the sweatpants thing. I'm not trying to throw this up. But I have my own embarrassing story. I had a family get-together over Thanksgiving one time, and this is an estranged side of my family. I don't necessarily see very often. And I <laughs> plugged up the basement toilet trying to do a sneaky post-turkey turd in the basement to the point where it was so bad, it flooded the basement. Uh, not the entire basement, just the bathroom, but I had to, like, signal for the dad and try to be nonchalant, but by the end of the night, everybody knew. So, I figured as a listener, I'd share my embarrassing story to, it happens, man. Stop judging Ganesh. I'm not saying anything other than that. I love you guys. Again, beers on me if you ever come out this way. Tacos on me. Whatever you want. You guys are amazing. And uh, shout out to my boy, Marty, who recommended you guys. Take care. Bye-bye.